Open up your ears and open up your mind They'll reach into your throat and rip it out your spine And when the sun blows up and the earth is gone We'll still experience grind with Kyle and Sean What up, gentlemen? Hello, hello This is this is padding banter We're vamping Do-do-do-do-do banter We are vampires How so? What? I, I don't know uh, We're all pale and average male whites yeah yeah i'm not getting discriminated against what yeah. were you talking about i just got back I, we were vamping and then i said that we were all vampires ah well uh, i was gonna make i was trying to i had a joke okay so with the russian when i was what, younger i was hmm. like terrified of vampires i was like man i don't want anything biting my neck sucking all my blood like making me some undead and now i'm like Fucking turn me, man! Like yeah. somebody turn me. Well, see, I don't know. That assuming you're, you're not forever. just food, you could just be like blood bag. True, right? Yeah. They might not turn. Like not you. everybody turns no, into no, no, a vampire. No, I said turn me, turn me. Yeah, oh, you did say turn yeah, me. but they yeah. might not listen to you. They might just drain you. <laughs> I, listen, I ain't no bitch familiar. All right. You, like, here's yeah, one thing turn I know, me now. Vampires are very trustworthy. Yeah, it's true. Have you guys and seen honorable. Renfield? Have I seen not yet. I have not Renfield? Seen Renfield. Oh, oh god no. damn! Y'all need to see Renfield. That movie was so uh, much fun. Is it free Listen, on the streaming service somewhere? I can't get to it though. Damn Talk it. to Micah. I'm sure he's got it. He's got you covered. I'm sure he does too. He has every yeah. streaming service. MDK. Micah doesn't What's know, that? but he will. <laughs> Do you? Do you guys remember the all that sketch with I think it was Keenan Thompson and he had like gigantic pants and he could pull anything out of the pants just anything <laughs> oh, at yes. any moment. Yes. And he, that's Micah that. with streaming services. He just pulls <laughs> it out of his pants. It's like, "You want this weird fucking subscription to this Russian only?" Sure. What is it? Well, I got it right here. It's Micah Perdoodle. Except for like <laughs> when you mention only streaming site, <laughs> right? Except for like when you mentioned Ted Lasso or I don't know whatever that gaming one was, right? That's on Apple TV. He's like, I ain't oh, paying Mythic for Quest. that. What kind of bullshit is that? It's like, dude, how do you not have Apple TV, Apple Plus, <laughs> yes, or whatever the fuck else. it was called? Hey, I finally got my yeah. joke out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, since we said vampires, I've had this in my head and I couldn't get there. Uh, but, uh, it's really dumb, but I have to say it. So, uh, <laughs> there's a vampire so car excited. called Vlad the Impala, <laughs> and he drives around on vamp tires. <laughs> Aw. Nice. Vlad, you should, uh, stop it, Vlad the Impala. That was enough. Yeah. Uh, but vamp tires is what got me, but Vlad the Impala did work. Stop drilling, right. you've hit oil. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, uh, I'm a real life John Ralphio where like, I can't stop the rhyme on the word that rhymes. <laughs> Cutest little, cutie in all the Pawnee, Indiana. No, stop a Pawnee. <laughs> I know. Holla, holla, I'm in my Impala car. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, happy action movie month part due, gentlemen. Yes. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, we Action, were blessed. Uh, Was this on purpose that we were blessed with another Christmas movie? I, I knew this about yeah. it. I didn't do it on purpose. Uh, 
Yeah. It's the only one, I think, though. Shane I, Black. Honestly, this is the only lethal weapon I've ever seen. It's the only one I can fully comment on. I was talking to somebody Shane at Black. work the other day. You go Christmas. I was like, man, I'm seeing Lethal Weapon for the first time. And he goes, oh, the other Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Well, That is the, the crazy part about it, more. but it's never referenced as a, as the Christmas movie that Die Hard was. But uh, Even though, ah. well, we'll discuss it later. It could be... I think we said it's even more of a Christmas movie. It's arguably more Christmas. It's way more (laughs) Christmas. It's all about hashtag family. (laughs) Yeah. It really is. It's all about hashtag family seeing each other naked. But hey, we'll get there. But also not being gay while you do it. Because that's a very important point in this movie that Mel Gibson makes at least once, I can recall. Very unfortunately. There's one hard F. Yeah. 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 Not great. Yeah. We can get to that. I totally we can get there later. But we'll get hard F. I feel, we'll get I feel there like later. he says him casually more than he does in the movie. He yeah, also IRL says thing. something about Chinese people, too, but he says some unfortunate things in this one. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Who so would have ever predicted? Right, is that what we're saying? It's always the person you most suspect. <laughs> 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 Which is more offensive? Like the stuff that Riggs was saying in this movie? Or Murtaugh just like lounging naked in the in the bathtub while his family was just gathered around <laughs> singing happy birthday. They were all very cool with it. Like Yeah. Is it similar to like Friday when Craig has to go in when his dad's taking a crap? Like do they, do they go in there when is it, is it that type of close knit family? You remember do you think they go in there when he's he's dropping deuces? Yeah, you remember it's at the end like of the that. movie when his daughter is captured? Right, whatever the hell her name was, Dixie. Rian, um, not Dixie. That was the prostitute. Uh, Rian, Rian, yeah, Rian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when Rian was captured, and there was like a Polaroid attached to the letter, and it's like your daughter looks really good naked, and it's definitely your daughter, his daughter naked. But like, I don't even think he was upset that he got a Polaroid of his daughter naked. He's probably already seen it. You know, like oh, that's this kind okay. of family. <laughs> He's just upset that he got the letter. This is this type of family is like Fair. what every family on Pornhub is based on. <laughs> this is the porn huxtables. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, well, we're off to a great start, gentlemen. I love this. Uh, big, large, beautiful welcome to our good buddies Ryan and Michael, uh, who always join us at the end of action movie. Whatever. Month now, whatever the hell this action is. Action movie December in July. Nailed yeah. it. Yeah. See, I love that Fit it's song. a different name every goddamn time. We all know what it is. <laughs> call it call it whatever the hell we want. You knew what this was. <laughs> lead up to Lethal Weapon. The lead up to Lethal Weapon. Because we ran out of diehards. That's, uh, That's it. And uh I I I'm gonna call it here. I feel it's gonna be like <laughs> like the diehards, they peak early and then they kind of progressively go. I feel the lethal weapons are going to go the opposite. I feel like this might be the worst one. I feel they're they're going to get better. Which spoilers? If they, they get don't. better, I'm so hyped because I again spoilers thought this movie humped. Ryan disagrees. He is shaking his head vigorously. But I oh, no, like no, no. this movie. I like this movie too. I I don't think they're going to get better if i remember them correctly two gets slightly better because we get joe pesci in the mix and then it gets worse from there 
But can we all agree? Oh, also the fourth one, Joe Pesci's in. Well, Joe Chris Pesci Rock. becomes a regular from, I think, two on. Oh, and then mm-hmm. the fourth one, you also get Chris Rock. And that's, uh, and Jet Li, which is good, but it be, it's like the most that was mainstream, the Jet era. PG-13, flat, like, there's just no character Oh, it goes PG-13? It. Can we all agree, though, mm. that no matter how PG-13 this movie can get, there's no way that it can get as bad as the diehards got. That's what I'm saying. I don't. That like, is true. Like I feel Does like Murtog jump a motorcycle into a helicopter. <laughs> I don't think we're at that point. <laughs> yeah, I don't EMP know, this entire yeah. city, boys. Yeah. What I don't. We'll get into. It. I got some thoughts on this one too. I'll just cool. say uh, real quick. I I do feel like we're we're kind of poo pooing a diehard because if there's five diehards, only true. one of them is ass. Only one. That's and true. That's five. I ended, I really liked that fourth one with Timothy yeah. Oliphant, which was the PG thirteen one. Good. Surprisingly, it was only, good. that was Not, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fifth one was terrible, though. Hands down, yes. hilariously it was, it was, bad. Yes, that yeah. <laughs> really needed to not have been made. <laughs> yes. But I'm excited. We're in Die Hard. <laughs> yeah. Or no? God damn it! No, we're <laughs> lethal weapon, motherfucker. Fuck me. You I'm, d- I'm way too old for this shit. I am getting too old for this <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, Danny Glover. Uh, I'm just here to movie. cash in- insanity pay. That's what I'm here for. Mel Gibson with the eyes, man. Also, man. did he go to sleep with the cigarette in the mouth? And smoked it all and, through? That's how people yeah. burn up. That's how you burn your house down. He I, doesn't care. He's a lethal weapon. He doesn't care. Yeah. As we... I don't... Yeah. I think Ryan's maybe the only person I made watch Samurai Cop. (laughs) But, like, this movie was... This is, like, the buddy cop movie, right? Uh, Hmm. I was reading up on it, and it was like... not sure. You know, the buddy cop trope was, like, a thing in TV at this point. Mm-hmm. But this was kind of what, like, put it into movies, from what I could gather. Hmm. hmm. It was well, a very effective their differences in there. becoming buddies, and then in the next movie, it is a buddy cop. Huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A friendship, buddy cop a friendship building cop? A cop building? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a yeah, budding um, romance cop? The hey, don't put that gun in your mouth cop movie. I, yeah, I kind of love it. The more, the more and more I think on Lethal Weapon, because I, not only, I think Kyle, we have talked about this movie before on the podcast for we one did of our mothers. We did back when my mom was a guest. It was your mom's, back, okay. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. So we've talked about this, and before then, this is one of my mom's favorite, too, because she had, like, such a fucking crush on Mel Gibson. So, like, I had seen all of the Lethal Weapons so many times. And what I love more and more is just kind of how real and how much Mel Gibson does not give a shit about life at the beginning of this movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It is refreshingly, like, kind of not safe or sanitary. It's, like, dark. It's super fucking dark. And this is going to be, like... One of your big comedic pairings. And this dude is fucking struggling. I, I kind of love it. I, I really... He sucks on a fucking pistol at one yeah. point. Like, yeah, he really the, is putting it... 
the psychiatrist talking to to the sergeant there at the thing. He's like, well, if he offers himself, well, I guess I'm wrong, huh? <laughs> and like, she's the only oh, one that's man. trying to talk some sense into anybody that like this guy is going to suck on a bullet. Yeah. And it is so that's the phrase, dark suck on a bullet. so yeah. real. Like what he goes through when he's hammered that night. Man, that's so dark. Will, that, that part is like the best acting from Mel Gibson, like when he's he's doing that and then he's crying. Uh, but mm-hmm. the darkness, I guess, th- this movie was apparently even way darker. Uh, believe it or I not, Shane it. Black's original <laughs> script. Uh, there's also apparently a cut scene where there was a, a spree sniper killer just killing kids. And Shane Black had like a dead kid's corpse on a gurney. Like, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I just God. cut that whole part out. I thought yeah, this mo- probably for the best. <laughs> I thought this movie was already like, holy shit, what is happening in this? Just from the opening scene with the half-naked chick doing blow, and then, dude, as soon as she went out on the balcony as uh, was looking out, I was like, she's gonna swan dive. She's gonna swan dive, and yeah, then she well, she dove straight into Danny Glover being in a bathtub with his family. Yep. <laughs> What a jump. <laughs> they, that's actually like, that was a recreation of a pretty famous suicide yep. from like the... From the what, 50s or 40s, 50s in New York City. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And a chick just the dove most, and landed like The that most on a beautiful car. suicide. That's what it's mm. called. Yep. What a way to be remembered. Yeah. I it felt like such a dork, like ex- explaining that. Like as that happened, and I turned to Sarah, I'm like, "Man, that's like a recreation of one of the most famous suicides of all time." And I just started going on. I'm like, "Why do I know this? Why do I know so much about this?" But we all know that you, like, you're scrolling through Facebook, right? And you always have like something that pops in. And you're like, "Well, <laughs> I want to know more about that." And apparently, yep. that was one of mine. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. I did not know about that, so thank you for sharing. Yeah. It's very harrowing. You're welcome. Thank Look you. up the photos. I don't want they, to. <laughs> I'm good. I will say, too, this was a pretty nice little uh, camera trick they did here. They apparently, like, got a picture of the car and that section of road and, like, went up and took a picture from that angle and then printed that on the blow-up mat that the chick fell on. So, like, and they just oh. the camera right and that's Whoa. why it doesn't look like weird or like superimposed or anything. That's how they did it. And I was like, that's really brilliant. Small little you, things like that. And even when you fall on the balloon, it's going to indent like you uh-huh. fell on a car. It's that's start so to, for sick. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Fancy little movie making that would just be thrown to a computer today. Mm-hmm. Man. Throw them on a yeah. green screen, drop them on a wire. Ta-da, let's go. We've got lunch. Come on. Yeah. This was... Uh, this was a crazy time because this was like, again, the thing that we always talk about during these action movie months is that a lot of them come from the 80s when like shit was real. We didn't do CG back in these days. So like yeah. uh, the only time that you really feel it is some of these fight scenes. Uh, here, here's a Michael, did you research a lot of trivia for this movie? I researched some, but did you did you see whose famous dad is in the Christmas tree scenes? No, I must have missed that. So one of the thugs in the Christmas tree scene is the father to Red Hot Chili Peppers frontman Anthony Anth- Kiedis. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Blackie Dammit. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Blackie Dammit. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. That is crazy. I mean, I, huh. 
when I saw him, I was like, damn, that dude's weird looking. He's unique. Who the fuck is this guy? And then it's like, oh, it's because it's Anthony Kiedis' dad. He looks like Anthony Kiedis. So, well, how I'll about be goddamned. He was selling blow to Mel Gibson in a Christmas tree <laughs> parking lot. Which also sounds like a true story. True. <laughs> also, they're doing it in broad daylight, just in downtown Los Angeles in a Christmas tree farm. Like, the few days before Christmas, like, it's got to be one of the busiest fucking times. And they just have kilos of Coke out. <laughs> Brilliant moves. Yeah. Maybe this is just in the least savory part of town, you know? And it's like, who's really coming here to get a Christmas tree? It's the perfect front. That's kind of, yeah, I do think it's a pretty good front. It's a solid front. <laughs> we, okay. This Not very kind discreet, of a but it's a good front. <laughs> but I got to share this because... I haven't talked about this on the show, but uh, there's long been this Chinese restaurant in town, right? That nobody ever sees anybody going in or coming out of, but like I've ordered delivery from there and it's okay. It's not bad, right? But we're like, how is that? It's such perfectly located and it's right by the police station. So it's like, whose eyes are really on it? But uh, the joke was that it was always a front for something. Well, like two weeks ago, an article came out in the paper saying that they were getting shut down because they were refusing to let health health inspectors in there, and their permit expired over a year ago. So they shut it down. I just walked by it like two days ago, and the place is immaculately clean on the inside. And this place was a disaster. It was so gross in there. It's spotless and the place is up for rent ah it was absolutely a front yep. and that brings me a little bit of satisfaction anyways <laughs> back to a, the movie uh, there's a pretty good restaurant in bloomington that i've always thought was a front king euro um i didn't want to say the name. Uh. <laughs> i've always thought it was a front but goddamn if they don't have a good gyro yeah <laughs> but there's nobody ever there and it and like it's the same thing, perfect location. It's right across the street from the high school. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Never anybody there. But goddamn, they got a good gear room. Yeah, so it's pretty darn good. Keep fronting, baby. I don't care. Launder my money. Just don't steal my credit card. Ryan, it looks like you got something to say here. I would just venture to guess high schoolers are not the most adventurous oh. of eaters. So they wouldn't be going to King Euros when Sonic was just like right there for... Uh, up until like a few years ago, at least. True. Can you even get anything from Sonic if you don't have a car? Is a car required to you get can, something from Sonic? You can walk I up. Don't know. Have, you can walk inside. Oh, that defeats the whole goddamn purpose. I think they yeah, have. Yeah, you're not driving in. in. 18 plus. <laughs> 18 plus. 18 plus. <laughs> Sonic is a topless fast food joint. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ideal way to see it. Yeah. On roller skates. That's Boogie Nights. Hey. It's just Boogie Nights. That's all it is. I was going to say Boogie Nights. The, the <laughs> Boogie Nights at the joint. restaurant. <laughs> yeah. I like this now. I think we've got money. Let's call Tyrese. Yeah. He'll fund us. We might have to like set up in his backyard, but it'll be okay. I want to get a... Because he Boogie owns Nights a Benihana's in his backyard. Oh, he does? Yes, that's why I said that. Because Tyrese has a Benihana's in his backyard and has a chef on location ready to go at any point for whenever he wants his benihanas wait tyrese like the that's singer just living right actor tyrese the actor gibson yeah i guess singer actor he's not great at either 
I somebody, <laughs> somehow he made it. Was he it's in those... uh, Who's Your Caddy? I don't think <laughs> so. He was in Go. Movies. I don't know about. No, he wasn't. Who's your that's caddy? not him in Go. Is I think he. Can anybody name a Tyrese movie? Fast, fast and, and Furious. Too Fast, Two. Too Furious. Uh, yeah. And all of those, uh-huh. like, people thought That's forever. It. I think maybe he's in, like, Baby Boy and... Mm, oh, is he in... That how Stella it. got her groove back? Isn't he... That's Tay Diggs. Oh, it is Tay Diggs. Wow. Who actually is <laughs> says <talented>. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> says a lot about me. Wow, yeah. Kyle. <laughs> I, I backpedaled out of this conversation a while ago. <laughs> there's a good chance Tyrese is in the background somewhere because that's about where he would have been acting wise at that time. Oof. Just some feel like drummer. Some drummer. That's what I'm saying. Background. I feel like I remember him with thick dreads and a terrible accent. He's just got to be like the the flea, you know, just like have random like flea cameos in movies. But it's Tyrese. Oh, man, I was on board when it was flea. I was like, yeah, more flea cameos. I could do with less. Tyrese, I mean, still more flea cameos. <laughs> yes. I would have liked to have seen flea, yes. Anthony and Anthony's dad all in a movie. Speed four. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Point Speedest. break three. They're in Lethal Weapon Five. They're going to be the Christmas tree drug dealers. Man, we did talk about that at I some point. That. We should do like the Lethal Weapon Sunny episodes. I was about to say, I hope that the Lethal Weapon that is in pre-production right now is actually just Lethal Weapon Six, and they let what happens in the Always Sunny be canon. Yeah, <laughs> the person who's yeah. dead is your wife. <laughs> I love when they just like. They change characters mid shower scene. <laughs> All right, we'll get there. Uh-huh. We'll get there in two and a half years. I am into this. I would be a okay with coming back for the Lethal Weapon episodes. You know what? I hope remains a motif throughout all the Lethal Weapon movies mm. is this rainy jazz saxophone. Oh, do you want me to spoil it for scene. you? Yeah. It's in every fucking movie as yes! much as possible. And like the, they love that fucking phone. The steamy Eric Clapton guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All it's, these yeah. that are like, they're, they're sad somber because Mel Gibson's wife has died. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they like pop up in action scenes. I'm like, why is there porno music playing in this action scene? <laughs> it's not even like that kind of action. Murtaugh got shot, dog. I don't Murtaugh know. Murtaugh don't I stop. Do- I do think there is a very homoerotic way to read this movie as you would Top Gun and that it is two men learning to love each other because like I really yeah. like there were like lines I was hearing this time like Mel Gibson saying like oh I never forget an asshole and like things that just stick out in addition to like their bonding and like opening up and being men and then like being <laughs> vulnerable with each other and now like the my family but you can't fuck my daughter like it's like this real weird kind of like I don't know, push-pull, almost they, romantic relationship that they have. And there are lines that I think, like, kind of push it over. I think... They tap dance at the beginning. At Murtaugh's desk? When that other cop comes in, he's like, I don't know, man, men of the 80s, getting all emotional with women, you know? They, Yeah. Yeah, they, they <laughs> tap dance around that early. Uh-huh. I cried last night. Were you with the women? No, that's why I was crying. <laughs> yeah, that's because I'm an '80s man. I never. I didn't. Pay. Is this like uh, the second 
Nightmare on Elm Street that was full of homosexual undertones? I didn't pick up on him on this one. I think it's very... It's weird. All right. I don't know. Maybe it's the bromance that Shane Black does, but like mm-hmm. I think in all of his fucking movies, you can kind of feel like a deeper connection between the two dudes. Almost in every single one of the movies he writes. <laughs> it's so weird. And I'm I here don't for know it, what though. it is. It's... But it's there. And I, I think a lot of directors hide and tamp it down. Mm-hmm. But like I said, you give this to like a Tony Scott. You give it to a Joel Schumacher. You got fucking something. Bat nipples? Mm-hmm. You got bat nipples? I, I guess uh, Riggs nipples. Oh, they are. Give me, also, give me Riggs nipples, prominent. man. Yeah. Totally get Bear Mel Gibson ass as well. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, he gets tortured in like a very kind of whatever way. He's naked or kind of naked and whatever. And then like Danny Glover's just like, is Danny Glover, right? Yes. Danny Glover. Um, <laughs> just getting salt in the wound, whatever. But like, let's strip Riggs down and like get him wet and like make him writhe around. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, uh, uh, thigh, cr- uh, thigh crushing. Oh, yep. yeah, I was into that mm. part, I gotta admit. Yeah. Yo, that yeah. triangle was sick. Let's, not even talking about the ending, which is just two dudes wrestling. <laughs> in the rain. In the rain. In the rain. It's in the kind rain. Of- While tons of other dudes stand around and just watch. <laughs> yo, that's what, yo, that's what police do. Yup. <laughs> police yo, let like, them yeah, fight. Let them fight. <laughs> Listen, if he wins, he gets to walk. <laughs> Joshua gets to walk. Yeah, right. What is going to happen? That, that was one of my uh, biggest problems. Like, <laughs> That's my, my hugest problem with this movie. And like, more cops keep showing up and Danny Glover's like, I'm commanding officer, stand down. And everybody's like, Okay. <laughs> this yeah. is my lawn. And like when they brought him out of the house, if they like had his hands behind him, I was like, oh, he's just gonna put handcuffs on him. <laughs> nope. <laughs> they just alright, have at it. <laughs> Yo, so you remember like piece, big dog? God, so Let him go. Stupid. You remember like an hour ago when he's like, Hey, I heard you train in <laughs> MMA and martial arts should register you as a lethal weapon. <laughs> Let's bring oh, it did, back. He did the thing! I also I thought like it was like halfway through this movie they realized like oh Mel Gibson and Joshua need to hate each other but they've only interacted through a gun scope <laughs> and a helicopter, and a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> he's like that's no, the guy that tried to shoot me I know it I saw him in a helicopter for two seconds it's very, and then it, like all of that leads up to he has to beat his ass on his front lawn. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it was very shit. weird. They're in. He like, did yeah. shoot him in the shotgun, but like this movie was good. I wasn't like super blown away with it, to be perfectly honest. And part of part of it was because of stuff like that, where it seemed mm-hmm. like every twenty minutes they were just like oh, wait a minute, we need to, like, have something happen right here. Because, like, it starts off with the Christmas tree scene. Awesome. Good action. And then they're, and like... And informs Mel Gibson's character and yes. his death wish. Yeah, perfect. And then they introduce them, and it's good. And then mm-hmm. it was like, oh, right, they're working on this, but we need to have them come at odds with each other, so let's have the jumper scene real quick. Oh, wait, no, 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 now we got to go back to the main case that they're doing right now. Okay, it's resolved. And now they're having the peaceful moment on the boat. It's like, oh, wait a minute. 
remember those bad guys we introduced like at the very beginning of the movie? No, we got to have them back and have the story kick in now for like the last half an hour. The pacing just, it felt off to me. There was something off about it. I don't disagree, but I will say it worked for me in at, at least at least in the first two thirds. I do think it kind of goes off the rail in the crazy town at the end, which I'm kind of okay because like I'm I'm with the characters at this point. I love the characters I'm in for the most part, as much as you can love Mel Gibson <laughs> as in his character. Uh-huh. Um, but um, I think the first, especially the first third of it, I think everything up until like the quiet, peaceful boat scene is all character building. And it really like lets you grow to love these two characters and really get to know them so that like there are stakes later. Like you actually give a shit when Rianne gets kidnapped and like it just it feels a little bit more urgent. Them interrogating like the kids later on why does that need to be there there's like little things like that that do stick out later on but like i have no issues with at least the first half i'd say i will say i'll have to hop in and i agree with you ryan i while i actually i agree with both of you like straight up i think while i do think that the pacing was a little weird in contrast to like a lot of the things that i watched I enjoyed the hell out of it just because it was so chaotic and all over the place, which also felt like the characters to me. It was just it was almost parallel with Riggs's character, you know, so it was a lot of insane stuff, but it always wrapped back around to other things like it wove something together that I very much so enjoy. Um So it, it was very different than a lot of the action movies that we've watched you know, this month or even going back to last December. Um, And I would almost argue this had some of the most action that we've seen in a movie in a while. I think this Um, month for sure. There's a lot, especially this month. There's a lot going on in this, but yeah, there's some of the, the kid stuff like with Rianne at the end. I was like, man, that didn't, you know, okay, you you got kidnapped, but then there was like three scenes further with her that I'm like, man, that really didn't have to happen. So, yeah, I think you you explained my feelings better than I could, Ryan. How old is Mel Gibson oh, supposed to be in this movie? Like 38? I think his it his is. wife was 31 according to the tombstone. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, just because hmm. Okay. But didn't it say that they were together for like 17 years? Yeah, it's he was Mel Gibson was only 30, but his character was supposed to be 38, which makes the uh, oh. the daughter's crush on him even weirder. Okay. See, I definitely read like young 30s with him, and I was like, all right, I can kind of see that. As, especially since you got Murtaugh saying, I agree with it. You know, I, I was smoking when you were just a. A thought in your dad's pants or whatever. So and it's in your I dad's was, pants. <laughs> I was trying to figure out his age too, but if he was supposed to be thirty-eight and his wife was thirty-one and they'd been together for seventeen years, it's kind of problematic. Oh, let's do the math there. Hold on, so, twenty-one well, and fourteen. Oh, in fairness though, I, I don't know how they Yeesh. go on, but Mel Gibson <laughs> like makes literally no action towards the daughter. It's just the daughter having the crush on him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, as creepy. And who knows? She could be like twenty four. That's I that's how she... it is going forward. I, and I think she actually moves on to like other kids her own age and becomes a thorn in her dad's side for other reasons. And then ultimately, Chris Rock. 
That's where he comes in. <laughs> okay. <sighs> so this is this is the extent of the childhood crush from Rianne onto to Riggs. Hmm. The, liked, and uh, next movie we get Rene Russo, and then it becomes clear ooh. that Riggs has other motives. What do you think of uh Mel Gibson's mullet in this movie? Fantastic. It's pretty top notch. It's good. It's pretty good. It's not Snake Plissken level. I don't give it a perfect score, but it is a pretty solid mullet. I gotta say. Matt, I have been sitting here for the last 15 minutes trying to convince myself that Kurt Russell is more attractive than Mel Mel Gibson in this movie, and I can't. No. I think Mel Gibson in this movie is greater than. You can't. This was like Kevin Costner didn't even get this. Mel Gibson was the the guy at this point I yeah think. yeah ryan's mom had a crush on him my mom had a crush on him i think my dad my dad loved this movie I was gonna and say, I, think I think it's because he had a boner for him <laughs> i think all of our dads had a boner for mel gibson too they just didn't know that yeah. they, they're like i think this guy's awesome they Shane black to was trying it. to tell them <laughs> Shane, it's all coming back together <laughs> Shane black is helping middle-aged men discover their homosexual undertones for mel gibson we've all been there should you guys yeah. have done this movie last month? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good I would point. be into that. Homoerotic movies that aren't necessarily LGBTQ, but probably should be with how much they gaze. Mm-hmm. Gaze the as one... G-A-Z. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, the gaze <laughs> what? <laughs> the gaze. How the camera gazes at the male oh, bodies. Yo, wait, simmer gaze. down, Gibson. <laughs> speak, speak. Sorry. <laughs> We talked about, I, I wanted to talk about this because you talked about how like it feels like all of these, uh, it's like they almost did film like interactions between them. And it, it was making me think of this great B story in an American Dad episode where it's about the Fast and the Furious where the guy that writes all the Fast and Furious movies has all these hardcore gay sex scenes between <laughs> Dom and the other guy. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> We film what he writes. We just cut him out before the movie comes out. But that's why they have such a strong bond. And it's like, what? <laughs> it's, it's a great B story. It's great. But it made me think of that. And it's like, I wonder if they did do that. Where, where Mel Gibson and Danny Glover like making out. And they just cut those scenes out. Like hmm. after he pulled the bullet out of his mouth, did he just stick his tongue in there? Yeah, <laughs> they're like, I'm so sorry. We were not recording. Can you guys do oh. that again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm one take Glover, you know that. That's all you get from me. Oh, he does one take. So into that movie, <laughs> I would that too. That might be my favorite lethal weapon. <laughs> also, my smallest of all nitpicks. I love it. He makes a point to call out that he has a hollow point, so that his brains splatter all over the back of the wall. And when he hands the daughter the bullet at the end, that's a Full Metal Jacket. That's not a hollow point. Oh, dang! Oh man, called you out. Swing and a miss. Called you out. I also, uh, because of how many times I've seen this, I now autistically counted every bullet shot when he did the smiley, smiley face. face. And I was like, there's no way. That's way too many uh, holes in there. He only shoots like six was or seven on? times, and there are at least ten bullet holes in the smiley face. No, really? there's not. There's seven holes. Is there? Five in the mouth? Yeah. <gasps> Maybe. No. Oh, eight. you're just saying shit. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. I thought you were going to tell me you autistically like counted how many shots he fired at the helicopter with his I'm pistol, look which right was now. That's what I was such about. A, 
A oh no! I've already such a galaxy brain move. This will show him. It's uh, so he feels useful. Uh, otherwise, Mel Gibson pouts. And we it are is Mel otherwise five in the mouth and two eyes. Again. <laughs> this this poor father, like fathered son, down there fishing, and the son just drops. The dad's like, "What happened?" <laughs> Mel Gibson's like, "Blah!" Shooting that. <laughs> he just empty, he empties two clips at the fucking chopper, man. Also, yeah, that he, was another he thing. He reloads. <laughs> he tries yeah. to shoot more. And he's doing the. He's like I bracing mean, it. Ah, oh. he is hey, kind of like chat. loose cannon chaotic. He is, so that's that's kind, it's kind of the point. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I I, I like though yeah, that he just like casually. He's just like. <laughs> Uh, Danny Glover runs up to him after and, and he's just like, all right, you ready to go? And he just, just puts his gun in the holster and they like take off. Like, what? Wait. That, uh, that's another, like, again, as we always do, we talk about famously, you got to suspend your disbelief with especially action movies. I love number one that this guy was in like a full on like shooting where he killed people and he's just ready to go and transfer to another department the very next day. Like, or like a cop is taken out of rotation for like months after that, first of all. But again. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think anytime they discharge their weapon, they got to fill out like ass loads of paperwork. And he just dumps it. And he's like, all right, let's go. <laughs> Fuck that paperwork. That's that's a fair point. I, I do think that is kind of touched upon at least a little bit with the uh, psychiatrist female who uh, gets shut out like very very early on and promptly like just unceremoniously like your opinion is stupid Riggs is a hero he's going into the field i'm going to the men's room shut the door boom and it's kind of like (laughs) i don't know if you want protocol i think that right there says this is not your movie for a procedural this is fucking men being men and shooting shit and having fun because that's what men do and for better or worse that's lethal weapon Two points. One. Ryan, did you see the image I sent you? No. <laughs> it is actually seven. My two eyes full concentration and f- is here. Two eyes and five bullets for the smile. It was seven bullets. Oh, fuck. Oh, damn it. Shit. Yeah, it's in Discord. Uh, also, did yep. you guys think it was weird that it actually had like the symbol for male on the bathroom next oh. to men? <laughs> Oh, and the circle with like the little arrow coming out. I was like, wh- "Why did you notice that?" Oh, I didn't huh. notice. Yeah. I only it was so weird. Can only remember the two because of Austin Powers. Because I know he had the circle with the arrow on it as like a as a necklace. I'm like penis. That's a man and a penis and Austin Powers, and that is my connection forever <laughs> with that symbol. My connection. Uh, my connection. The, the female oh, was ahead. like, it comes down, and and she's wearing a little dress. Yeah. yeah, it looks oh. like a little girl. <laughs> I always saw it as a woman with a giant head and two tiny little arms. Because <laughs> men can't I, do I, that. No. That's Prince. Uh, men don't. <laughs> 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 <Damn it. laughs> I, oh, you know, uh, Prince, that's, that symbol, that was like the LGBTQ. He did it way before anybody else. What is that symbol? It's not anything. It's it's, in, it's nothing and everything. That is like the first. The artist formerly known as. I don't know. Progressive. That was a cool era too. Prince, Prince was just cool yeah. as fuck, man. Gone too soon. 
Absolutely. Uh, Prince. Ugh. You know what else was cool according to this movie? Uh, helicopters. <laughs> are they not cool? Are we I mean, in disagreement that they are? But not? like, they are just the ultimate symbol to this guy. Like, I love when he's pulling up in the desert and he has his helicopter coming up too. He's like, oh yeah. I'm just gonna fly a helicopter super that, low right behind my car. That Dude, shot like, behind of that behind Danny Glover with the cars and the helicopter that took so long. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, man, I, I like, love this like, shot. I feel like they rented the helicopter for a day and they're like, "Well, goddamn it, we're, we're putting this, this in thing. everything." <laughs> It's like that one scene in, like, I don't remember what movie. It's almost like that scene in Austin Bowers where he's about to get smoked by the steamroller. Like, no! no! And he's just standing there for 20 minutes. I was watching this scene being like, holy fuck. Except it's like, the- are we going to watch this entire Calvary just show up? Like, the entire extent of this? Except My the, favorite the part screaming of- no is, like, the wail of the guitar in the background. <laughs> My favorite part of that whole thing, like we watch the helicopter come up, it pulls around and it lands behind Danny Glover, and then one of the henchmen gets out with his gun and then runs over to his little buddies and he turns around, and he's like, Yeah, I got you. It's like <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, it was just all these funny little touches. Cause I see stuff like that, and then I also know that like somewhere at some point, like the director was like, All right, and you, when the helicopter lands, get out and run over to your friends. All right, cool. You if it's a good funny. director, yeah. uh, it could be like, I don't know, just do something. Could be too. Look like a criminal. Like I don't criminal. know. I don't get paid to deal with you. Uh, damn. Um, the fucking the, the fantastic shootout yeah. with Mel Gibson and uh, Gary Busey when they're in the middle of downtown LA and just never aiming. Either of the, They're just hip spraying. Bop! And both of them, like, Gary Busey's running down the alley, and, like, Mel Gibson aims around the corner, like, three times. <laughs> <laughs> I like how his hand was around the corner, just, like, playing <laughs> like this. <laughs> I like, hey, you don't know where he is. Hit all the angles, right? I love that Gary Busey has this fucking huge scope on this M16, and never once pulls it up to aim Looks with down it. it. Just is running and gunning. And these guys are supposed to be special fucking forces. He didn't ADS. Come on, hip fire ah. city, baby. That's a. It's another way to pay. It's a little thing called suspending your disbelief because this movie was the '80s and nobody gave a shit about any of this. We had to run and blow stuff up. Ah, oh, the fucking car also, blowing up. That was great. And number one, it, all, it pre-blows up when it just gets hit by a bus. That's one of my favorite things in any 80s action movie where, like, that a car flips over just on and fire. just woof, immediately. <laughs> every car in an 80s action movie is just like the Ford Pinto from 1983 that would just mm-hmm. explode when it got tapped. They all yeah. are. I love it. Yo, yo, somebody got their tire blown out in this movie and it, like, exploded <laughs> in flames. I laughed out loud. I don't even care. This is what I'm here for in an action movie. Fuck. One of my favorite Simpsons jokes makes fun of this trope when um, Homer's driving behind Hans Molman, who is lugging in his car the the birthplace of Edgar Allan Poe, and uh, he's going too slow. So Homer, like, rams the back of the home, and Hans drives off a bridge, and as he's falling, the house just bursts into flames <laughs> in midair. 
<laughs> so I like to think that all the 80s stuff where stuff just blows up. That was a nice callback to that. Yeah. Uh, if only. Oh, my God. So good. Before we get too far away from it, I do just want to say Gary Busey fucking humped in this movie. Uh, Gary Busey rocked in this movie. Yes. Dude, when when he was, uh, when, what's his name? General is like, hold out your arm. And he just like holds a lighter under that shit. And you could just slowly just like see him cracking a little bit. Oh, nice touch. There's a good little touch. Gary Busey so credits good. this movie with revitalizing his acting career, which to this point had kind of been in the crapper. This movie, uh, John Travolta him like Pulp Fiction. That's awesome. And then just like John Travolta, crappered it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, that was the motorcycle accident. <laughs> Wait, for Busey? Yeah. For Busey. Ah. I feel like he was on a streak. I can't quite remember, but I feel like he was on a downward trend in the movies up until that point. Like I I really remember some not good shit in like the early 2000s. Yeah, but when did he have the motorcycle accident? I don't know, like mid 2000s, and well, no, maybe it was earlier than that. Because then we had the I'm with Busey show after that, exactly later. That's when it was like he got real crazy. I thought that show was like 2001, 2002. Yeah, it might be mid-90s that he had the crash. Because he, did he this? was in Predator 2. I was going to say Predator 2. Point Break. Under Siege? Under Siege. He's in Rookie of the Year. Fear and Loathing in the Las fuck? Vegas. Which is a fucking I mean, banger. He I forget. He's, he's the cop. He's got a very bit part, but he's the it's one a, that's like, it's a, yeah, it's I get so lonely uh-huh. out here. Could I have just a tiny little kiss? Man, that, he uh-huh. has okay. Speaking of flea cameos. Yeah! What's the I need trouble? To, <laughs> need to God. reevaluate Gary Busey. Apparently, he only did hits. <laughs> Gary Busey was all a bangers man. all the time. <laughs> yeah, until the motorcycle accident. Really, he Dang, did surviving okay. the game. He's like the best part of that Never whole movie. That we talked about that last week because uh, that is just another version of a man hunting man movie. Which, uh, to a degree, yeah. this movie is also that. Uh it goes cat and mouse back and forth. I mean, ah, <laughs> uh, what have, what have we not covered? That is, also I like how in this movie. like the whole idea. This movie is absolutely a you know you can watch a a movie and think that it's evergreen or timeless or whatever. This is mm. absolutely eighties all day eighties. Oh, it doesn't yeah. paint itself as anything other than eighties. It screams capsule. dates. It uh, it's talking about Vietnam War. All yeah. stuff like that. And, you know, I it is interesting, like the whole point of this movie was everybody knows each other from the war and the bad guys in this movie were a shadow group of the army or the special forces. CIA and so like that's selling a whole different story. Yeah. That starts selling heroin. So um, which those are like based in yeah. real things like CIA was running heroin from <laughs> the jungles of East Asia. And uh, because that's like that was Tom Cruise's whole thing, like when that movie where he's the pilot. What was that? American Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Top Gun. No. Oh, the I know what you're talking about. He plays that pilot that was running drugs up from South America. It's like it was like American Warlord or something. Something like that. But he was like he was working for the CIA and then he wasn't. (sighs) But then he like made uh, shit's wild. Maybe it's American but, Criminal or something, but it is, 
I know what you're talking about. I never saw that movie. But that's also oh, surprise, surprise. The CIA is secretly the bad guy. What? <gasps> what? <laughs> it's also that sweet Denzel Washington movie uh, where he's the the Harlem drug runner. That's also how they were getting the drugs into Harlem. American Gangsters, that one. American Gangsters. American no, Gangster. That's a good oh. movie. Because uh, they were they were smuggling the heroin in it. via the caskets. And that's what, like, shit went belly up when the war ended, because they couldn't smuggle it in anymore. Ooh. Yeah. So I think that's similar Sickos. to what's happening here. Hmm. So you're saying yeah. war is good? <laughs> For drug dealing war. and war profiteering. <laughs> That's my uh, my Fallout oh. reference. Okay, Fallout. if you guys if you guys could pick your just your favorite character in this movie, mm. it is are we gonna waver here or is it all just gonna be no? What are we mm. gonna waver? So you think everybody's <laughs> gonna be on the same page now? Now we'll see. It's gonna be somebody fucking different. Now it's gonna be <laughs> Rianne. <laughs> now Ryan's my favorite character. It's gonna be Alfred's my... friend. I feel like that's disingenuous, Ryan. My it's favorite character was the little kid that wore the three D sunglasses that didn't talk Yo. to the cops. That little kid fucking rocked. Yo, he that motherfucker. He never snitched. It was his dumb little friend that kept spilling the fucking beans. Yeah, and they send that I kid away it. to get some. I know ice cream. that's the kid they should have given Idiots. the ice cream to. He was the squealer. Man. No, that little kid rocked, though. They were all like, all those kids were like, nah, man, fuck the police. Yup. <laughs> Even when they first show up, they were like trying to warn Dixie the prostitute. They're like, they're gonna bust Dixie. <laughs> those kids I like rock, how man. it's the joke of the neighborhood. You here for Dixie? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Dixie got it, didn't she? I like yeah, how they, they really figured that out. That, that she yeah, was actually because it was there. like she the was... mine. Mm-hmm. No, not that 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 Dixie was likely involved, but she like <clears throat> lied to the cops at first, and then yeah. they figured it out together. It's Thin. Thin's my middle name. It's like there's With this whole your wife, 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 wife. There's like this whole other story in this movie of like the girl at the beginning of the movie who is one of the guys involved in this whole heroin thing's daughter. Who gets, they find out she didn't just jump, she would have been murdered. Like, there's this whole, like, porn ring in this movie. And, like, Dixie's involved. Like, what? Barely touched upon. The the dad, like, reached out to Murtog, but then didn't want to tell him anything. Yeah. Well, he had a, it was the, I'm going to call for help. And then second guessing it at the last minute. And hanging up because you're going to get your other daughter killed. And that's why he did it. I thought that came across perfectly fine. Okay. He Maybe was, he was worried. They probably got threatened. It's what Danny Glover says when he shows up and interrogates him. He's like, we're not cool. I'll tell you what's up. And then just says like flat out, like, you called me this night because you wanted help and you chicken out or something. And like he he lays it all out. And I, I, as a viewer, interpreted it as like, that's what really happened. And Danny Glover called his shit like pretty much. Okay. And then he gets shot that's... through the eggnog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He gets hit right up in the from, eggnog. Like. A helicopter. <laughs> the face he makes when he gets shot is so fucking absurd. It's that guy's so a B movie fucking royalty. What is his name? I have it pulled up here. Tom Atkins. <laughs> Tom Atkins, man. That dude fucking rocks. He's in uh, tons of shit. Tons of B movie schlock. I mean, I'm okay with it. That said, that face is not how I 
would want to die, nor how I think anybody getting <laughs> shot would die. <laughs> he does, like, I love that, uh, again, you know it was a director that was like, all right, so we've got a squib in the eggnog, but when you get hit, keep holding the eggnog so it leaks out so we get that on shot. Because he's just like, Ooh. I just want nog gushing from everywhere, bro. <laughs> and then he's like, well, what do you want me to do? I don't know. How, what do you think happens when you get shot? Just make that face. <laughs> uh, also, I love that he's drinking Nog. It's the afternoon in his office. I don't think I'd ever it's, fucking just start drinking Nog. At a funeral. It's season. Christmas. Yeah, at a funeral. Yeah, it is yeah, Christmas. True. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. It's weird. Ugh. And then Ugh. again, nobody hears this helicopter until it just pops up right next to the house. And Joshua just unloads. Blah, 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 blah. Mr. Joshua, aim for the nog. (laughs) So good. So good. He He was never the target. It was the nog all the time. It was just a huge misunderstanding. (laughs) Twice, too, man. These people get fucked over because they don't fully check these guys for weapons. Well, he does take one from the cop at the the end. Joshua does. But still, what a terrible cop. Yep. But, like, they, they try to check this other dude that they've shot in the leg. Uh, Murtaugh makes a point to he never shoots him in the leg or shoots him in the body. He wants to interrogate him. Whereas I think Riggs just literally kills like everybody he ever meets. Everyone. That's <laughs> a whole other story in this weapon. movie. Is he just can't ki- not kill weapon. somebody. That's the name I of the movie. I will say super bummed going forward. Mel Gibson, sorry, Riggs is not the lethal weapon. They lose focus of this so fucking quick. And then yeah. it's like, who's the lethal weapon? What is lethal weapon? Lethal weapon doesn't mean like the friendship or the car. Why is Riggs not like wanting to kill people? Why is he like? They kind of lose sight of that. So they kind of a kind Aren't of a bummer. Sad. They never That's lose sight of the die hard. Bruce Willis is always fighting against dying hard. True, he never does. He dies stop very hard. <laughs> it is That's hard a to bummer. die. Because it's like as sad as his and like dark as his story was, it was easily my favorite part of this fucking movie. How he's just like always mm. intensely wide eyed staring in that gorgeous right. mullet and like <laughs> he just is such a badass. So you were asking about favorite characters. I think it goes yeah. without saying Riggs is your favorite yeah. character. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and say. Even before I knew you were going to pick Riggs, it's Roger for me. I think they nail the fucking family man down to a T. I love his lines when he's coming in like early on in the movies. It's like, I guess we're just leaving the door open. And like just the shit that your dad would fucking say, he's got it down pat. He comes in and says hi to his son. Get your feet off the side of the couch. <laughs> Get your feet off. I love the how he rest. rags on his wife's <laughs> cooking the entire movie. <laughs> it never wavers. Mm-hmm. Riggs, did you really like my wife's cooking? <laughs> no. He just no. could not believe it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I I, think Mel Gibson absolutely deserves a spotlight for acting mm-hmm. here, but if we're going with character, I really, really love Roger. And then That's fair. Everything that Roger brings, too. I, I think he's very interesting, but equally as interesting as Mel Gibson. They do really nail it with this first one. I love too, of course, uh, the most famous line I think Danny Glover's ever had, which is uh, getting too old for this shit, which I know becomes a running motif 
and as I mentioned last week, is actually a nice little Easter egg in the Mel Gibson Western Maverick. Mm-hmm. Because Danny I Glover shows up as a cameo Maverick. in that as a train robber, and he says it there too. I for the I've never seen this movie before, and the amount of times so good. And the amount of times that people reference it like the I'm too old for this shit. I would have thought I thought going into oh. it that it was only gonna be said like one time. He says it like five times in this movie. It's actually quite nice for it to just mm-hmm. like that's his thing. Like his that's his yeah. dad thing. He, oh, I'm too old for this shit. Back before memes were a thing, this would have been easily memed with just how exasperated and over everything he is. Both of them, honestly, both characters are just fucking over it. And I think that's why they are exciting to watch. Uh, there's a line early on I fucking love with Roger just being like, God hates me. That's why he does this. <laughs> well, you got to do what I do and hate God back. Yeah, that, that line fuck did yeah, kick ass. I, I totally agreed with that. I was like, fuck yeah, man. <laughs> And then he blows oh, the no. cigarette smoke out of his nose, and I was like, fuck, Mel Gibson is cool as shit. Hell yeah. That's... <laughs> I never no. thought I'd be in a part of my life where I'm like, man, Mel Gibson's so cool. But I, love that I was like uh, that last night. The giant plot to trick Mr. Joshua is to just ram a police car through the side of Murtaugh's house. <laughs> like, hey, man, you like your house? Fuck it. Also, did they leave the presents there? Like... The, were they already there before Mr. Joshua and got his family out? I'm assuming so, right? I don't know how. Because the cops were already there. Remember, uh, Joshua yeah. kills the cops that were detailing his yeah, house. Yeah, they were sitting so, outside. Yeah. yeah, so they probably told the family, hey, you probably want to get out of here. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Who left the note? The, bad, the kids? Probably the family, uh, I maybe guess. Maybe the family? Yeah. Or no, before, I guess. Before they left. How? This is making me... I'm very confused now. Suspended. Yeah, it's fine. I yeah, get to okay. it later. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Ah. Uh, spe- speaking you're of too the, old for this shit. <laughs> speaking of the car ramming in the uh, uh, Christmas tree, I actually thought that was a nice little detail because like, whenever it shows the kitchen... It's there's there's like a part of it missing, right? So it's clear that they're like working on the house there. So I don't know. It was kind of like a nice parallel. It was like, oh, we're knocking this. We're gonna knock this shit down too. So I thought that was a cool little parallel. It always made me think of a uh, Full House because I think they drive the car through that wall like three times in that show throughout. So I'm also the only one in the chat that's seen every episode of Full House. So I've probably seen seen most of them, but. Yeah, not all of them, and also that happens in uh, happens in Gremlins. It's a it's a Christmas trope. Hey, who wrote Gremlins? I love Gremlins. Not Shane Black. Did he not? I it much m- might be Joe Dante himself. Oh, did, oh, I think he did write and direct. Did he? I don't know. I know he directed it. I'm not sure if he wrote it too. Chris Columbus. But that would be my guess. Oh, oh, it's Columbus. Okay. Mm. Here's 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 a hot take that's probably pretty mild. Christopher Columbus, pretty mid, pretty mid director, <laughs> pretty mid, hasn't done anything really great. Harry Potter Tap one and take. two, easily surpassed by any of the other Harry Potters. Uh, here's the thing I don't even like about him. Uh, he didn't even Boom. discover America. Boom. <laughs> mm. What a poser. Oh, wow, that was America's 19... best putchy bitches. Prop credit. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like the kind of joke that Raj like would have told in this movie. 
He did yeah. tell a joke at one point. Oh, I didn't comment it, but I did send it in the chat. But goddamn, is Mel Gibson Australian as fuck in this movie? He has not yeah, got control is. of that accent yet. Because, man, it bleeds out thick. all over the place. Pretty fresh off of the Mad Maxes, right? I think so, yeah. This was 87? 87. Yeah, I, yeah. I would say Thunderdome probably just came out in mm-hmm. 86. My, that's That'd be my guess. So he he's he's a fresh face to Americans. Man, those are really good movies too. All of the Mad Maxes are enjoyable, but Fury Road is the yeah. best. I will hear no. Fury that. Road rocked, man. <laughs> that deserved like all of the all of the awards and nominations. I don't think I disagree. I don't know what else came out that year, but I love some Fury Road. Um, yeah, I don't know what else came out either. Before we it get was to 2013, favorite no, scenes and scoring aspects, do you guys have anything else you wanted to mention from the movie? You um, mentioned a call. You mentioned a callback to "I'm too over this shit," and I didn't have a chance to squeeze it in. But there's an episode of Psych where. Danny Glover is the uh, coach of the local minor league baseball team. Yo! And uh, there's like a dugout brawl that just involves their team. And he goes, I'm too over this crap. (laughs) Which is how they reference it in How I Met Your Mother because he doesn't want to say shit to the kids. I'll be goddamned. Hell yeah. It's a good call. I love those. I've got a question for you. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 no. I was just going to say I'm going to tangent. <laughs> it's wild to me that one line is like synonymous with that dude forever. Like that's Danny Glover's line, you know? Yep. Yeah, that, I, I was going to. All right. So jumping off on this, what is and maybe you guys don't do this, but when I hear the franchise line or something get repeated, like in the 11th Fast and Furious movie, and I hear the word family, I want to fucking slip my wrist and like do some damage. Like I get kind of angry hearing like the same thing over and over. What is it about I'm getting too old from this shit that is so different to like all of these other catchphrases that get fucking filtered back in and reused and recycled? This is like a normal thing to say. Is it? That's one part of it. I don't think I've ever said I'm getting too old for this shit outside of referencing this. Because you're not 50 years old. Watch. Once you hit 50, you're going to start saying (laughs) 50. Once once you're 50 and your kid's friend has his feet up on the table. (laughs) Getting too old. But yeah, that's that's what it is. And what another thing is like, it's a normal thing to say, one, but also. It's said in like the same exasperated way where just like he is able to put so much emotion behind just those few letters. It's like the the a handbag of I'm too old for this shit, you know? It's just like how are you able to convey so much exasperation, anger, defeat, mm. contempt? It's just it's good. It's I well think just played. a really solid line delivery is what you're saying. Yeah, that he just I think the reason that it works it. and it has legs is because especially from my understanding, as the series goes on, it becomes almost a bit of a comic relief line, whereas like Danny Glover yeah. almost gets blown up and he says, I'm getting too old for this shit. Whereas the opposite yep. with the Fast and the Furious, where the family line just increasingly comes off as fucking cheesy and stupid and it's unserious and it doesn't have... 
the emotional weight that it tries to have. They want it to have it, but they're forcing it and it feels cheap. And that's why it doesn't work because it's serious. Mm. Whereas I'm too old for this shit is a comic relief. And again, like the uh, playing off them, it, it is something that you do say in real life. Like, even if it's stupid, like you slip and you're like, Oh, I'm getting too old for this shit. Relatable. It's, it's yes. It, it, it's applicable. I don't sit around with my family like sure. after we're at a barbecue and I'm just like, family. You know? Like, <laughs> nobody does that. <laughs> Do you not think Vin Diesel does that? I think it's a very that. weird mirror into his life. <laughs> I think Vin Toretto does. <laughs> Vin Toretto. <laughs> that Vin guy Toretto. goes meta. Private Vin eye. Toretto <laughs> works. And also Dom Diesel works really well too wow. <laughs> that's a great porn name i Dom guarantee Dilla you Diesel. that is the name in the porn parody of f whatever fxxx ah there it is <laughs> thank oh, you oh that's so there bad. you go studios you're welcome oh. f30 what what <laughs> You're getting the now they've got to do another eighteen. Unleaded, and the guy's name is Diesel. I like. I I said it. Dom Dilla Diesel is still making me funny. But I don't know. Do many people know who Dom DeLuise is anymore? I feel that dude's been dead for like twenty years. I think. Yeah, I think that's just our generation. All right, and then only like a specific part of our generation knows who Dom DeLuise is. (laughs) <laughs> that sweet, remember, sweet, fat son of a bitch. <laughs> I remember him from one terrible puppet movie about, I think the guy's name was Munchie, and he ate pizzas, and he rode a skateboard. And I think Dom DeLuise what? was the voice of Munchie. I think I know what you're talking about, mm-hmm. which is the sadder thing, and, and that's looks so like a fucking... <clears throat> Wasn't he in do... Cannonball Run? Can't yeah, we give him the With dignity Reynolds? of dig- Cannonball Run, not Munchie? <laughs> give, right, yeah, we'll, give him we'll some credit. <laughs> We'll move on from Munchie. I'll give you that. Uh, Ryan, I love your uh, core memory unlocked face. I don't recognize uh, him from anything. Oh, you don't? Yeah, that's Let's not see. surprising either. Let's take a look. He is... Uh, He's a very If you don't recognize man. him, he is imitated often by cartoon characters often doing Dom DeLuise's, sad to say. It's like Chaplin, huh. like how there are cartoon characters that are just like Chaplin. There are a lot of cartoon characters that are just like Dom DeLuise. He was he was Pizza the Hut in Spaceballs. He was? He was. There you go. Was he? He was the yeah. voice, it, I guess. Have you seen Munchie? Has Munchie come up? Uh, let's see. Let's take a look. Let's see. Filmography. What do we Number got Number three here? most popular. I <laughs> shot a Munchie and I shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, wow. Munchie, voice of Munchie. Oh my fucking god! Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Look at that thing. I've seen that movie. Yeah. Oh man, I, I love that it's by f- f- Family Entertainment. <laughs> it is. What a it terrible is. It's movie! Straight to video schlock uh-huh. for the family. Mm-hmm. It's puppet garbage that's unnerving and gives children nightmares, and people think that because it's a puppet, it's cute, and it's not. Jennifer Love hope- Hewitt in that movie i hope everybody that's listening right now in their cars on their way to work is like looking this up on imdb at the same time (laughs) turning right go down this journey with us (laughs) look up munchie y'all and get nightmares um outside of munchie 
Let, let's run through some favorite scenes real quick, and then we can rate this bitch and get out of here so Sean can go eat. Uh, Yo, is the actual name of the movie Munchie? Because yeah. I'm trying to find this. Yeah. yeah. M-U-N-C-H-I-E. Oh, I've seen this movie. Yeah. You know that one. <laughs> Holy Everybody shit. Like, it, it, it implants in you. I remember that scene that in the video store. <laughs> oh. What? Sean, who has historically not seen many movies, as has he says to himself, I've seen Munchie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've definitely. Well, that's the kind of shit my mom would have rented. That, like, that oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so like, sorry. It's like not ever anything good. It's like this and like Santa versus the aliens. Like dumb shit. He was wow. in four episodes of Dexter's Laboratory. Oh, my God. I was a walking, talking, living Mystery Science Theater 3000. Like, that was my life. What's your favorite I can Mystery understand Science? why you don't like movies. <laughs> <laughs> All of those, and then Apollo 13, no. 43 times. <laughs> That's a lot of Apollo 13. <clears throat> yeah, we, we had a sweet surround sound system and really wanted to piss off the neighbors or something. Oh. So it was a once every couple of month thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Weird. Good movie. Anyways, favorite scenes? Yeah. Michael, do you have a favorite scene in Lethal Weapon? Oh, man. Um, I mean, the it's hard to top the, uh, the Christmas tree scene for me in the beginning. I just thought we've already sort of been introduced to Mel Gibson, and we've seen one side of his depression and, like, his off-the-rails-ness. This is the other high octane side of it. It was just a really well done, and like I love when he's counting out the individual bills, and the oh. drug dealers are like looking at him, going, "What the fuck is this guy doing?" They try to and stop him a couple times. He's like, "Quit! No, no!" He's like, "No, I, I'm almost there. I almost got it. I almost got it. no a hundred thousand ninety seven ninety nine. So good. That I think that's probably my favorite scene, and I I didn't say my favorite character, but it it's probably Riggs. Yeah. Or Murtaugh. I it, I'll go back and forth on it. They're just it's, mm-hmm. they're both very well acted and written, and yeah, that scene just is a good intro to what's gonna happen in the movie. I think. Shawnee boy, it's what a about hard you? Hard one. That's uh, hard my one favorite scene is is honestly the desert scene, and okay. not even okay. the scene where the cars are and the cars and helicopter take 12 minutes on screen time to get to to Murtaugh. But like Riggs, of course, it's a it's a cheap callback to something he said earlier, but he was like talking about some sniper shots he had taken in the war and like 90, 900 yards out in very windy, blah, blah, blah. One out of eight that could hit it. And then he's perched up like, with his sniper rifle and just starts going fucking ham on these guys with a sniper rifle. Dude, that was so cool. I love that scene so much. I lo- like, what? How- I like how he took out like seven guys just with this gun with such speed. But then he had Joshua in the sights and just like didn't do anything. Yeah, <laughs> just, just like, yeah. did anybody pull the trigger? Haha, <laughs> 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 you thought I was dead. <laughs> Uh, what about you, Ryan? Okay, yeah, go, Ryan. Um, so I think those are really 
really good solid action scenes both of those i like both of them and i am a simpleton who really loves like the helicopter and i'm like show me more helicopter oh it's chasing a limo now i love it it's so good i love it um and i honestly i like the weird fight at the end between him and gary Busey and the dutch angles as it follows them grappling each other i think there's some really clever stuff but the i think if you're going with the weapon, it's got to be a character scene. And I absolutely love when they invite Riggs to dinner for the first time. And it's just everybody popping off in weird, different energy from all the three kids in very different ways. And then Riggs and Myrta also like just kind of getting over this whole suicidal thing and grappling with that and kind of squashing that beef. And I think it's a very... Fuck it's it's a it's a very complicated character scene, and I think it's handled super well in an action movie that fucking says a lot, and it does a lot of like heavy lifting and exposition with them getting back on the case because Riggs feels something's just not quite right. I think it does a lot, and it does it really well, and it highlights. I think for me, what is important about Lethal Weapon, which is less the action, because I honestly don't love 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 a lot of the action here. Um. I love the characters, and mm-hmm. and so I think that's my scene. Very well put. Uh, we should have had you go last because that was full of heart, and mine is just dumb. <laughs> uh, but oh no, it's not. It's I, I like the and I liked every scene you guys have mentioned too. So just to mention one that hasn't been, and I think is still pretty important, is the the suicide jump scene, which we didn't really talk about much. But this whole buildup, he's like arguing with this dude who wants to kill himself uh, from an office party again in the middle of the day, which is a weird time for a lot of these things to happen. Uh, But what I love is when they jump off the building, like they have it zoomed in and like slow-mo, but like when they jump, like the prop handcuffs immediately have broken. And so you see Mel Gibson (laughs) and this guy like trying to like grab each other's hand while they're jumping because... This is like the one shot they get to do this jump. And uh, I like that. I like the fact that we've had this giant inflatable set up the whole time. Like, what was this guy going to do anyways? Why, why was this even... The, this, he's not going to miss this thing. So, I don't know. I really like that. That was a fun scene, though. And I really liked Mel Gibson, of course, being unhinged and uh, handcuffing himself to this guy, crawling out on the ledge immediately. And uh, just being the loose cannon that we come to know and love. I thought him, that scene where he's just like, well, jump, we'll kill us. And they're just like this back and forth and he's getting crazier and crazier. And the other dude's I thought like, no, during that time no. that they were filling up this thing below. Cause I was like, man, that was weird that that was there the whole time. <laughs> that, did they just blow it up? Is he that good? <laughs> he was just so to good. distract and delay. Um, mm-hmm. Then just yeet off the building. I fucking love that. <sighs> you guys want to want to rate mm-hmm. our final movie for action movie month part two? Give it some ratings here. Gets a little wonky. Uh, <laughs> I went. La- I'll, I'll kick us off this time. Let me think. Okay, I got one. All right. I'll start. I'll go. We'll go me to Ryan, Ryan, Sean, Sean to Michael, Michael to me. Sound good? Okay. Okay. So, Ryan, if you were, let's say you were a uh, a magnate businessman that was selling drugs on the street, 
and the people you were selling them to were tired of you. And they were coming to kill you. But you also had 10 containers of eggnog (laughs) on the shelf. As they (laughs) shoot you and do kill you, you do die. How many containers of that eggnog also get hit out of 10, with 10 being the best possible outcome? Oh, I I think as I'm slowly going down, just (laughs) eight cartons, I think. I'll go eight cartons of eggnog out of 10. Um, I'm tempted to maybe go even seven. I think this is a solid movie. I really, really, really like it. I don't fully love it. I really like a lot of the characters and things. Um, It is not my favorite Shane Black movie. It is not like if you if you put this next to Die Hard, I think this pales in comparison to Die Hard. Um, Even maybe Die Hard with a Vengeance. It's still not as good as I don't know. That one's up for debate, but I I like it. I like a lot here, but it's it's just not my favorite. So I, I eight eight cartons. We'll do eight. Love it. Perfect score. Not perfect. All score, right. But. Definitely not. <laughs> not how that works. Uh, hundred percent of the time, I give it an eighty percent. There we go. There we go. Um, that throws me for a loop because I had not thought about this. But Sean, let's say Yo. you just saw me go down in a blaze of glory, and all the egg cartons and nogs everywhere. Nog everywhere. <laughs> how Nog. many? How many pistol shots do you fire out of 10 back at that helicopter that got me down? It's pretty good. Um, <laughs> man, again, going into this movie blind, I love coming into them blind because all mm-hmm. I can base it off of is just how much fun and how much I liked the movie while watching it. And I've got to say, this exceeded all expectations that I had for it. You know, my dad loved this movie. It's nice to hear you guys earlier say that your moms loved this movie. So it was nice to for it to actually hit that, mm-hmm. you know, that goalpost. And even I think I enjoyed it more than I was led on to think I was going to like it. Um, I love the characters. I love the interaction between the two. Like you mentioned that Christmas scene, like his his wife just died and he's at this other family, you know? It's like the little things. Uh, and most importantly, while watching it, I was like, I cannot wait to watch the other lethal weapons. Like I actively want to watch them because I have no idea what happens. I just want to see more of these characters in whatever situation they're in. So with that, I'm going to give it nine shots at that helicopter out of 10. And like, I would even give a celebrity extra shot just because I can't see any reason why I didn't like the movie. Why wouldn't that be a 10 out of 10? You know, I enjoyed it. It was awesome. I I would recommend it to other people to watch. And that's where I'll leave that. Hell yeah. All right, Michael, you are you're a general. Or, actually, I don't even know if that's what you are. People just call it to you, call you that. Maybe you're just like super conceited, and you're like, "My name's Francis. Call me Jenny." You know, I don't know. Who knows? But you are, you are in a vehicle. You're being driven around because general, of course, right? And the dude that's driving you gets smoked in the head with a bullet because that's what happens. And you drive out of an alleyway, and you get smoked. 
smoked by a bus. Okay? Uh-huh. You are looking at the ceiling of your car, which has a bunch of grenades on it. And one of those grenades explodes. Now you blow up, but also, Michael, how many how many kilograms? How many kilos of heroin out of out of 157 kilos of heroin that you have in your car also go up in that blaze of glory? Uh, out of 157, you say? Um, yeah. So I was kind of like you in that uh, I had never watched oh, this man. movie either. Oh. But even yes. more than that, my my parents weren't exactly like, you know, cinephiles of any sort. So like I had no exposure to this movie other than Danny Glover's random I'm too over this crap references, you know, from stuff I've watched. I'm going to go to an old Ryan favorite and give it an it's fine out of 157. Uh, so I guess on that scale, it's like, like 120, 100, 115 out of 157, I guess. Okay. Which still enjoyed it, still had fun. There were some things that I couldn't like jive with, but I like Ryan said earlier, the most important thing in this action movie was the characters. They were well done and well acted, so I can live with it. And yeah, it's... I'm glad I watched it, I guess I'll say. I am sorry nice. for you because it is just a oh. steady decline from oh, here. No. Well, you know, that'll, that might make this better, you know? Yeah. It maybe might. it's like, yeah. maybe you guys will opposite Hills. Like, that's the true. less you Ryan likes it, the more, more Michael yeah. likes it. Yeah, that's true. Well, because like... One can only hope. We had a lot of fun with that Die Hard 5 podcast. (laughs) That was a good time, man. That was so fun. I think if they do get worse, it will only be better, so... Yeah. All right. um, There we go. All right, so Kyle, you are a police detective, Mm -hmm. and you have just witnessed... Or no, one of your key people of interest has just been blown to smithereens by a uh, special forces mercury switch explosive. Mm-hmm. And um, pretty common. Luckily, one of the neighbor <laughs> kids witnessed it and saw it happen. Uh, so he was with ten of his friends. How many of his friends do you send to get ice cream? Hmm. Uh, while you interrogate the witness uh, in terms of enjoyment of this movie. Okay. Um, similar to pretty much everybody here, um, I lean more with Michael on this movie <laughs> rather than Sean and Ryan. Um, I don't know why. I do enjoy Lethal Weapon, and I'm not saying that I'm shitting on it. Although I, I wanted to point what Ryan said out, I do 100% believe that Die Hard is a better movie, and I think that's one of the main reasons it's become the Christmas movie, because it's just more entertaining overall to watch, uh, even though mm-hmm. I do feel this is a more Christmas-esque action movie. Uh, I would totally watch Die Hard 
over it given the opportunity. That said, it is a uh, it is a pretty good ride. All in part, I think, mostly to Mel Gibson doing his best unhinged uh, semi-psychopath is really bringing it. And Danny Glover as the all-around family man is just incredibly believable. Uh, all that said, I'm going to give it a little bit lower than Ryan. I'm going to say like a... I'm going to give seven of those kids ice cream. I'm going to say, here you go, kiddos. Uh, the rest of you, fuck off. Because, <laughs> fuck off, boys. Uh, <laughs> Much like no, I'm not going to get that dark But Shane Black did when he murdered kids in his script Oof Hey No, this was a good uh, A good I feel new series for us to kick off with On our big. I'm a big tradition guy I appreciate you guys indulging me In these stupid traditions And coming along on this ride with me uh, especially big, huge shout-outs to Michael and Ryan coming on, uh, making this thing continue to ever last like a gobstopper. Uh, you guys are doing the Lord's work. Um, I love That Duke. was surprisingly smooth. Yeah. I love Sean. Yeah, you stuck to landing God's there. Work. I love that Sean and Michael also, uh, you guys got to pop your cherry for the first time and uh, oh, yeah. on, the, on this movie. that I like when people see stuff that they haven't seen, especially like... I still, as where I rated it, I feel Lethal Weapon is a very important movie in like cinema history. It kind of is the kickoff of this buddy cop archetype that becomes it becomes a trope and a, a meme of itself, like within a couple years. But there's still I love a good, good buddy cop movie. They are enjoyable. So yeah, uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate us all kicking it off and. I love you boys. Ryan, we, I don't, do you want to announce the thing, Ryan? Oh. I can. I would so, like to. Yeah. It, okay. Without any further ado, I uh, will be writing again, and there will be features on Experience Grind uh, that I am writing. And hopefully, maybe it's not just me, and maybe Kyle will also feel inspired once he sees what I write, and then he's like, oh, maybe I want to do that. I, I might do so, that but... I'm literally thinking about maybe my second feature being The Last Jedi and why we need to revisit it and rethink it. Okay. Just I am to so spurn excited. you on <laughs> to maybe counterpoint <laughs> and write <laughs> the argument feature. Am I, it's, I had the thought to, but my overall thought was that like, I think you've all you have always enjoyed writing. One of my first exposures to you mm-hmm. was when you sat down and watched every Marvel movie that had ever been made before the whole MCU started, yeah. and you wrote literally a fucking review of forty movies, I think it was, which was not as much as it is now, but at the time was still very daunting. Yeah, yeah. it was a huge task for you. But I remember I read like every one of those. I loved it. I've always loved your writing. You have a great mm-hmm. gift for it, and. I'm just stoked you. that you're doing it in general. I'm glad that we can have you on the website. Yeah. It's a diversifying of those bonds, to quote Wu Tang Banking. Uh, I love it. There's some other. I'll, I've made the offer to Michael too, and he knows it's there if he wants to come on board at some point too. It's always available. I would love to Heck have yeah. that voice as well. I think he has a fantastic written word, so I enjoy reading Ooh. things that he has put out. Thank you. Um, 
So there I we would go. like that too, because then it would take the pressure off me. So please. <laughs> one of my favorite things of all of social media is when I'm scrolling, I come across one of Ryan's reviews. Because mm-hmm. I'll stop what I'm doing and just read that. It's fascinating. So like, I'm very excited for this. And I'll say like, like I don't even, I never go to the website. Like ever. <laughs> like too. maybe I'll go to the website to try to link to it for a post. But I would absolutely make sure experiencegrind.com was like in my bookmarks just to make sure I could keep up with what you're writing. Yeah. Everybody else should bookmark so, it too. Listeners, fucking bookmark it. it. Book. It's too nice. You I'm guys excited. are not used to it. Tell me how worthless I am. Well, and I can't I'm not because you're not. After. That's and what I'd like. <laughs> I love you guys. I love you so much for, again, like I said, indulging me. This is all my dumb thing about how I love these stupid traditions. And my best friends oh, encourage too. it and love me along with it. And I love you guys. <laughs> And this is a perfect end to another action movie month, part two. I can't wait to have you boys back on in December. And uh, with that, I'm going to offer it to Michael. Michael, why don't you tell these listeners what they can do? It could be anything. Fuck themselves. Yeah, I was just like, fuck off. What are they? I don't know. (laughs) Hey, listeners. Have a nice weekend. Whenever you might be listening. Delete this now. <laughs> well, actually, listen to the end. It's fine. Right? Oh, then fuck. This is just us talking through the music, and nobody's gonna hear. I love any it of though. It. I love it. Oh, this yeah. is where the music and goes I'm keeping right it in. Mm-hmm. It's just these little fade. Oh yeah, it ended a while ago. Oh nice. All right, yeah. and stop.